Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is April 6th, 2021, and this is episode 35. I'm your co-host Pete, and with me as always is my good friend Howell. Hey buddy. Peter, what's the word? The word is COVID ain't going to get me down. I got my first shot and I'm excited about it. It hurt the my arm hurt like a mofo for two days and I was exhausted for two days. Did you grow a tail yet? I did. The microchip yeah. the, I'm surprised the microchip really wasn't that big. It got in there nice and easy. You haven't been called into action like um Reggie Jackson and Naked Gun yet. <laughs> I did black out for about forty five minutes the other day, so that might have been something. I might have assassinated somebody. Well, glad to hear it went well. I must kill the queen. <laughs> I forgot about that's awesome. (laughs) Um, yeah, I uh, had a nice little R and R in Arizona last week, but happy to be happy to be back. That's apologies to our loyal listeners who have been pining for a new episode, but uh, um, I was gone for a week, and I I told Peter that we that I would try and record last week, but then I realized. I, I didn't realize Absolutely. really until I got there that Arizona's on West Coast time, and so oh, like yeah. by the time by the time we got settled down for the night, it would have been you recording it basically, you know, eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. So we're here now. Um, how was Cam- how was Camelback Mountain? Oh yeah, well, it was great. Did I tell you that? That was probably one of my favorite parts of no, climbing it. It's, before we were on and I was talking with your daughter, she said that you mm-hmm. guys went hiking on Camelback. Yes, Pete and my daughter had a nice conversation before, before we came on. Um, yeah, it was. have you ever done it? Yeah, more, more and I went to, uh, went to Scottsdale. Um, it's, a, it's a legit hike. Yeah. Like It's a legit, uh, you know, stepping over rocks and yeah. like pulling yourself up. And there's even that point where... There's a railing to hold on to if you want to, to, mm-hmm. to elevate yourself. So um, me and my daughter made it all the way to the top. My son decided about halfway up that he was no longer interested. And yep. so Melissa went down with him. But yeah, I highly recommend that activity if you're you're in the in the area. Um, rewarding review, reviews at the top. Yep. But yeah, we had a good time. and But now we're back. I'm ready for spring, spring here in Chicago. Nice. Sports are starting. 80 degrees today and sunny. Yep. How's that hand you're playing right now? Um, Pete's Pete's playing a hand of poke, playing some in a poker. uh, Is it a tournament or just a a game tonight? It's a tournament. Yeah, I've got. uh, As we we record. I have 10-5 offsuit right now. Um, Action's on me. Give us a little play-by-play of this hand. I'm going to call. Uh, I'm in middle position. Uh. The bet's 300. Oh, no, I'm late position, actually. Nice. Um, Keep so going. I, 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 now I'm have, I now have position on everybody, so that's good. The flop comes... You love you love having position on people. I do. The flop comes two kings, six, rainbow. Position. I did not hit this flop in any way, shape, or form. There's so now you're... Now you're getting doggy style position from everyone there else. There is, a, there is a backdoor straight possibility, but... Um, I'm not you do gonna, love the back door. I'm, I'm just going to keep making sexual references. <laughs> I'm going to fold. I'm folding. Anyway. Okay. All right. Well, should we talk talk about, we're going to drop a little quick 
quick version for you guys tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems as if everything we've talked about over the last three months or so all comes back to Georgia, but we're going to keep talking about Georgia. Speaking of Georgia, before we get started, I watched the Nationals beat the Braves today. Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I assume you didn't see it. Uh, I watched I watched uh, Acuna's home run, and was it the first? Okay. Uh, but I yep. could not. He had two. I, he had two? Oh, so I, I had a bunch of Zoom calls, so I couldn't watch anymore. So I um, turned it off, and I was like, oh, we might actually win. Cause, they were yeah, up we, 4 nothing. Yeah, now we are. The Braves are 0-4. Um, and they were walked off by Juan Soto. Uh, MLB took away our all-star game and apparently our spirits. Yes, we will talk about that. We will talk about that. Um, so yeah, Georgia, uh, it all kind of ties into the larger, um, I think it, you could, you could say it's somewhat tied into HR one as well. Yeah. Uh, but. But I just want to know how generally. Georgia has become like the political epicenter of the world yeah, lately. I know. It's insane. But well, I guess it just goes to show you that um if you're a swingish state uh and timing lines up with elections in your state, then you have uh uh a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I wanted to let's let's just set the scene here. I thought a good way to do this would be to say, okay, each of us we're gonna give our opinions on the uh, first off the Georgia um, voting election. I don't I don't even know what the bill's called that was passed and signed by Governor Kemp. Yep. Um, that the the that modifies. Uh, how elections are run in Georgia, for, and then the subsequent reactions um, to that to that passage. Uh, I'm going to go first and say what I think you will say, um, which is, and and then you tell me what you think I'll say, and then we'll t- actually tell everyone what we think. <laughs> but I think Peter is going to say um, the Georgia bill is. Peter, who will tell you that he read the whole bill front to back, um, I will not say that because I didn't do it. Uh, but he will say that the Georgia bill um, does not do anything uh, that will dampen turnout. That it is definitely not Jim Crow 2.0, um, <laughs> and that. The MLB are a bunch of commie pinkos for pulling the, uh, the word p- pulling the All Star Game and moving it to Denver. Which we I also at the end it appears today it's come out that the Republicans are making arguments that Colorado laws are more restrictive than Georgia. Um, we can talk about that as well. But I think that is generally what you will say. So what will I say? You're going to say that. It might not be Jim Crow 2.0, but it does suppress voting rights. But you won't go as far to say it's Jim Crow 2.0. Um, you will not. You will not say that you read it. But based on what you have read in the New York Times and Washington Post and other stupid liberal rags, um, that's what you will say. And you will say that MLB should take it away take the all-star game away from Atlanta. 
That's just my guess. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> h- how about you tell us? I'll tell you. Why don't you go ahead and first and t- give us what you think about the bill itself and the reactions? I did read the bill, actually, today, in fact. I had some time, 92 pages, uh, mostly because I got annoyed by, uh, on Twitter, people were kept on saying, like, I bet none of these people defending it uh, have actually read the law, uh, to which I say, I bet the people, you know, opposing the law haven't actually read it. Um, you know, well, here's my general take, first of all. I think this was, generally speaking, an unforced error by the Georgia Republican Party and the Republican members of the state legislature. Um, Because this law is based on the premise that something went wrong in 2020. That it was, that something fundamentally flawed and went wrong with the election and how it was run and how Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia, ran the election for 2020. That is not true. Nothing went wrong. It was the integrity was I, there was nothing to compromise the integrity of the, the, the election. Um, but that being said, they took it upon themselves to update, um, codify things that were done by executive order in response to voting during a pandemic and even went a little bit further. Um, I think really just because they they wanted to. And, you know, the rumor is that this bill, this law was way, way worse in the initial drafting stage. And it was powered down, you know, parsed, you know, parsed down a good bit and made less offensive, I guess. Um, I haven't seen what all of those original, um, I haven't read the original version of the bill. I just have the one, I just read the one that's actually in law. So I can't speak to like what those differences really were. I do not think this is Jim Crow 2.0. Um I don't know, and but I say that by not knowing if really a voter ID law is going to suppress votes. And I find it hard to believe that in 2021, it is really that big of an ask or really that taxing on a person to, in, to insist that they have a ID to prove who they are uh, who, and who they say they are, um, especially in this bill where which does away with the signature uh, verification and goes to your driver's license or a state issued ID. And if you don't have a state issued ID, the state will provide you one for free based under this law. Um, So there really isn't much of an excuse. Um, It codifies into law, the drop boxes for ballots, which uh, didn't exist before 2020 until governor Kemp uh, did an executive order creating them. And if he, if they hadn't codified it into this bill, they would have gone away altogether. Now, the difference is they were, every, I guess, everywhere um, in 2020, but this is now these drop boxes have to be at voting sites. There's hours by which you can drop and, you know, I think it's normal business hours, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and that There's is for security purposes. In County. What's that? There's eight in Fulton yeah. County. And that's for the security purposes to ensure, obviously, the integrity of the votes that are dropped into there. Um. There is also special measures where the governor can actually create more drop boxes if there's a need. Um, and that, there's a lot of that in here. So um, there's a lot of discretion left at the, um, you know, on the legislature and the governor to modify these things if need be um, during whatever the election cycle is and whatever the needs are. Now, the unforced errors, I think, that are in this bill is obviously the food and drink, the the much talked about food and drink law. 
Now, in Georgia, for years, this has been an issue, and I'm sure it's been an issue in other states, and actually there are laws on the books in other states that are similar to this, uh, where candidates have showed up wearing campaign t-shirts, their campaign t-shirts, handing out pizza and drinks to people in line in clear violation of electioneering laws near a polling place, or election electioneering near polling place polling place laws, which are on the books, um, I, I think, in pretty much every state, but they are in Georgia. Um, and this was to clarify that. But of course, it's very, as we've seen, it's very easy to demonize and, and you know, I, I think blow out of proportion. So I think that was an unforced error that they really didn't need to do this. It's been an ongoing problem for years. I mean, I remember being in line with my parents in 1998 and, you know, for during the George H.W. Bush, Michael Dukakis campaign, and both elections were passing out drinks and beverages and, and shit and back in 1988. Um, so I know this has been a longstanding thing. Just enforce the electioneering law. Right, just enfor- need, and which yeah. is probably pretty difficult, I mean, given the amount Well, of- you can't, I mean, when I was a judge in the election here, you know, it, you couldn't, within 100 feet of the mm-hmm. polling place, you couldn't have any signs or anything, right. basically. With So, you know, I would think if it's outside 100 feet or, or inside 100 feet, someone's in line, you can't walk up to them with a Biden shirt on. Right. Um, so, well, and they the the word is that they modeled this language after what the law is in New York. Now, I don't know if it's word for word the same thing. I haven't read the New York law, but they it's not like they pulled this language out of thin air. But still, like I said, I think it was an unforced error based on it. Doesn't take a freaking political genius to know that it, that that whole thing is going to get demagogued, you know, ad nauseum, which it has. The other thing I think is very silly that they shouldn't have done uh, is basically removing the secretary of state from the state election board. Um, that just screams to me of pure political retaliation against Brad Raffensperger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I think it's completely unnecessary. The constitutional duty of the secretary of state, one of the constitutional duties is to oversee elections in the state. How can, how, wh- how does it make sense to remove him from the state election board? But that's that. And then the last thing I think is really, it was really stupid is, allowing the legislature to step in if they yes. think there is something going wrong in a county with now I, I i i get safeguards i understand oversight but this just kind of seems like it goes a little bit too far t- to me um so but that all that being said i don't think i don't i don't see this as a jim crow 2.0 jim crow on steroids or jim eagle i think is what biden called it once um, it does increase the amount of, uh, why would days- you call it Jim Eagle? Because it's a key, an Eagle is bigger and more powerful than a crow. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that's why you said that. But I mean, that's it, stupid. It, it is, but he increased, I mean, the, the law increases early voting days, um, with discretion to keep our, those hours for early voting open longer. Uh, you know, I think, you know, so I think that's a good thing. I, like I said, it codifies the drop boxes, which would have gone away anyway. Um, and that's a good thing. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, but in 2021, I don't see a problem with with voter ID uh, to verify uh, a ballot. I just don't see a problem with that. Um, but that's just me, and I'm happy to talk to somebody who wants to try and turn me around on that issue. But that's the main points. But like I said, this operates under the premise that there was something wrong with the election in 2020, which there wasn't. So I kind of feel like this was premature. Maybe they should have just kind of waited to see what would happen in 2022. But obviously, in these political times, um, 
that we live in that's just not they needed to show fight yeah which is stupid as well so that's where i am okay and the mlb is pinko commies and pussies who i got that part right only hurt uh african-american businesses by taking the game out of atlanta um and moving it to denver which is uh, uh, really funny i mean the only thing it would have been funnier to me is if they'd moved it to Minneapolis or to uh, Chicago or something like that. But I, I just think it's silly. The Braves have nothing to do. The city, this is, you know, people, baseball fans have nothing to do with this law. I just, I think boycotts are stupid. And I think the Republican response to, to um, retaliate is stupid too. So there you go. Pete is drinking a Coke right now. Yeah. Um, just so for all, so you know, I love Atlanta. Where, um, okay. Well, I think that's uh, a a very reasonable response. Mm, thank you. Um, would you I like should, to hear? I want to hear you. I want to hear what you think. Okay, we haven't talked about this at all. I know. That's why I wanted to do it this way. So, <laughs> um, go. I will. I will start with saying that. What you said about there was um, nothing went wrong in the past election. Mm -hmm. And if you take that as the premise for why this activity, this action, these actions were made, um, that sort of is the thread that that runs through my whole feelings about this. So this is based on. as, as they like to call it, the big lie that that we need to provide uh, or reinstill confidence in our elections and and secure them. Right. But by all intents and purposes, um, there there is no evidence of any sort of widespread fraud. I mean, even I think in I'll look it up as we're talking, but I think there was something in in Texas there were. I'll look up the number, but there was some infantile number of ballots that had fraud in Texas. It was something like two out of all that were cast. Um, So I kind of feel like, so that being said, I kind of feel like you, after doing some reading about the bill, it is not Jim Crow 2.0. There are many strands of this bill that are very similar in other states that mm-hmm. set standards that are similar to other states. Correct. Uh, you know, Colorado has some similar parts of their elections, election bills that that Georgia just updated. Um, New, as you said, some of it was based on New York. Uh, the upshot did a rebuttal to some of the the. I don't know if you, the New York Times did a big expose on, you know, the the 15 passages that hurt voters the most or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did I've not been able to read uh, that because of the paywall and I'm I'm not a New York Times okay. subscriber. Um so uh it's 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 what you think. Um but the upshot, which is also a New York Times segment, did a, uh, an article that says the, the 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 lead is making voting convenient doesn't necessarily translate into more votes research shows 
Um, and its basic argument is that people are motivated, people that are motivated to vote will vote. Um, and evidence has supported that. Uh, and so it could be that this law doesn't really change turnout at all right. or that much. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it comes back to this is a marketing problem. Um, and like you said, why does Georgia, why did Georgia need to do it now? Right. Well, because it's premised on the big lie and that they needed to do something. So because I think this bill is actually malicious intent, um, because it's not driven out of a genuine concern to update elections. It's driven out of a need to, to show that they support um, the big lie in some respects that uh, I don't really have any sympathy for anything, any of the fallout that occurs for the GOP as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the MLB should have taken the all-star game from them, from Georgia, but I understand why they did, even if it's probably an overreaction and it's just an overreaction to an extreme overreaction and position of the big lie. And so again, I, I probably wish they wouldn't have done it because it just makes polarization even worse. Um, And then you get people like Rand Paul calling for Coke to be boycotted and Mike (laughs) Huckabee saying, I'm going to identify as Chinese so that Coke will support me and um, (laughs) Delta airlines and Mark. And I do really think like, you know, I used to like Marco Rubio a lot more than I do now, but um, I did like his letter to, to the MLB commissioner, basically asking if he was going to give up his uh, membership at Augusta national since it's in Georgia. (laughs) I, I saw that. And, I understand his point, yeah. but he has bigger fish to oh, fry yeah, than absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Than I still thought it was funny. The the, the and, and that's essentially what the GOP is just trying to do is get mm-hmm. fight the culture war it's and true. win points there. Yeah. Oh, this and, plays. I mean, if I were if I were elected Republican, this was this is this is gold because you get to you get to perpetuate that narrative about the dangers of woke culture and cancel culture and. You know, is is all that stuff a problem? I, I mean, I think it is, but not like to the point where you need to escalate it over and over and over again. You 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 defuse by moderating. You don't defuse by escalating. But anyway, um, yeah, I I saw a tweet today. I don't remember who it was. I think it was from a Democratic congressman, and um, that said if if the Republicans want to run on not woke, no Coke as a, as a, as a campaign slogan for 2022. Fine by me. We'll, we're going to go with a shot in the arm and a paycheck in the, in, in the wallet, you know, yeah. like yeah. Um, it's, it just seems to be tripling down on the already shrinking uh, base that, and the and the 
and when you combine that with the appearance of, again, a marketing campaign of trying to limit um, uh, I mean, minority votes, it's not necessarily the case, but the people can, you can make the case that um, that is what they're trying to do with the appearance of it. It's, it's, again, I don't have sympathy for whatever consequences there are for acting in that way. No, I mean, like I said, I think this was an, I think this was an unforced error that they, they, that the Georgia GOP brought on themselves. They didn't have to do this. Um, and even if they feel like they had to, they didn't have to do it right now. Right. Um, they could have done it in the in the actual election year. You know, I, I don't know if that makes it look any better, but it certainly allows the um, the wounds of twenty twenty to close a little bit before you scratch at it. Um, so I just, yeah, I think it. But like you said, I mean, it's it remains to be seen if this is actually going to affect turnout. It probably won't. Um, but you know, it just, it's like, it's thing we've talked about in this podcast multiple times is that it's, you know, pushing that pendulum really hard back at the other guy and he pushes it just as hard back at you. And it just, that's just how it's going to keep on going. Um, but you know, I'm not a huge fan of calling for boycotts. I just think that's stupid. I think that's short-sighted. I think you're hurting people that don't have as large of a voice in the debate, um, you know, and this is a perfect example. It's the Atlanta Braves don't, this doesn't harm the Atlanta Braves. This doesn't harm, you know, the Georgia GOP. This harms the businesses that we're going to see a huge influx of revenue um, because there was a big, massive event coming to the city or coming to the area. And those are the people that actually get hurt. And that's why I think boycotts are, are silly and stupid, especially over something like this um, that is a political, politically charged um um, ordeal. The only time I've ever thought a boycott was even remotely warranted is when South Carolina refused to remove the Confederate battle flag from their state house and the NAACP called for a boycott of the state. Like that, that makes sense to me. That is, yeah, I can, I can get on board with that, but this whole thing, uh, it just, it's a fundraising letter and Democrats are going to raise a ton of money off of it. The GOP is going to raise a ton of money off of it and it's just going to keep getting worse. And then there's, you know, the boycott to the boycott, right? Like, right. Um, how dare the MLB behave this way? Yeah. So Ronna McDaniel posted on Twitter, you know what I'm doing today? Not watching baseball. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what? Pretty soon, Republicans, you're not going to be doing anything because um, you're not going to be drinking Coke. You're not going to watch baseball. You don't watch football. Um, you know, like, if, if, if you really... Uh, subscribe to all this stuff. I don't think anybody does. Again, it's it's political point scoring, but um, you know, it's I, I, people can say these things, um, but if you're if you're truly serious about them, you're only leading yourself down a road where you're not going to have any. You're going to back yourself into a corner and not have anything to do. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, also there there's a point to be made that especially when it comes to entertainment. I mean, baseball, football, that's entertainment. You know, these aren't businesses. Right. And why would you alienate, you know, a, par a portion of your viewership, of your patrons, um, 
just to make kind of a ham-handed political point, I mean, did did the MLB really gain anything out of this? Does this really up their reputation score? Like, I just, I, I mean, I don't think it does. And I think it's gonna, there's going to come a point where, like uh, Roger Goodell, who has, I, I believe, has since put his foot in his mouth with the whole Kaepernick ordeal, um, I think the same thing's going to happen to the Major League Baseball. I think they're going to, you know, on the on the reverse side, obviously, but. Um, I think in a few years they're gonna they're gonna back away from this somehow, and it's gonna they're gonna it's gonna be a bad look. And because I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> um, edit that out. <laughs> I don't know. I just think you know now now Roger Goodell in the NFL is all about you know Black Lives Matter and protests, and yeah, it's okay to take a knee during the national anthem. You know, I I just feel like again is MLB trying to stay ahead of something here that I don't think they really need to stay ahead of. They didn't have to get involved in this. Again though, but like if there is a, a narrative um, that is, this is an attempt. This is a, a malicious bill. Let's just say mm-hmm. that they, they consider themselves sort of leaders of the community. They like to do good. Um, you know, community activism is huge in pro sports. So this is taking a stand, um, and, and kind of puts them, they attempt to take the, the high ground. Um, and I understand why they do it. I don't, not saying they should have. Um, I just think that, like you said, it's, it, it's a, it's sort of an own goal. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I just think that these things sort of like, if the offense is bad enough, the boycott will be representative of that as well. Um, and I just think that nobody's going to not watch baseball because of this. And nobody's not, you know, nobody's not going to not be able to vote in, <laughs> in two years. I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I, I just, I, like you said, you have to be motivated to vote to begin with. And I don't think this curbs any type of motivation whatsoever. Um, you know, obviously we're going to wait to see what the, data bears out in November of 2022. But, um, and I also don't think this was, I mean, there's certainly an argument to be made that this was done with malicious intent. I don't think it was. I don't think these guys, these GOP members of the Georgia legislature were doing this from, for malicious reasons. I think they were honestly doing things because they were duped into believing that their elections were not secure and they wanted them to be secure. Um, Anybody with a brain knows that, well, and the, the thing the, is, like the, the, these, the I feel like these, a lot of these reform or a lot of these changes in this law would have been totally acceptable had they not been done right on the heels of 2020. Agree, it's a marketing, yeah, failure. I mean, if they had, like I said, waited to do this until next March, I think it would have been, you know, not fine because somebody's always going to scream, you know, Jim Crow and and voter suppression. But, um, you know, I don't think it would have been as 
bad, I guess, is for lack of a better term. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, politics is optics. And it has very poor optics. And the Democrats and the White House piled on, perhaps. Which the White House probably, is backtracking a little bit. So I like that. Probably unnecessarily. <laughs> uh, what did they? What did the White House say? Uh, well, I mean, Joe... You know, President Biden was asked straight up, like, would you support a boycott or support Major League Baseball taking the All-Star game out of Atlanta? And he was mm-hmm. like, absolutely. And, of course, Jen Psaki, the press secretary today, was like, he never said that. And or he he didn't frame it that way. And every reporter was like, yeah, actually, he did. So it's clear they because Stacey Abrams and Senator Ossoff were basically against a boycott or against Major League Baseball removing the game. um you know, and I think a lot of Georgia Democrats were against it as well, knowing that, you know, I think either way, it's it's politically it's fine for them if the, if MLB had done it or not done it, they still could have achieved the same you know political goals. But, um, you know, I think it was a clear case of Biden jumping the shark a little bit there with his you know shooting his mouth off before he really had a chance to think it through, and then of course all this stuff coming out that Georgia under this law has more early voting days than Colorado does. Mm-hmm. And all these other, there's a couple other things that came out that I'm I'm blanking on right now. I'm I'm not going to search through my email to find them all, but um, it's just. It, it just I think generally, I think generally what I've read about Colorado is yeah they may have more early voting days, but less um, less early voting days. Georgia may have oh more Georgia may have, yes. early voting days now, um, but and Colorado voter, and they have a voter ID law in Colorado. Colorado accepts a lot more voter IDs than Georgia will. Colorado, um, you can register the day of, which you, you can't do anymore in Georgia. And then Colorado also uh, sends out um, ballots to, or doesn't send sends out the application for the ballot right. to everyone. And mo- my understanding of Colorado is- re- You have to have a reason in Colorado and it's, I forget what the criteria is, but there's there's- there's certain you have to have certain reasons to be able to vote by mail when they send that out. Oh, but because my understanding is that Colorado, most people in Colorado do vote by mail. Hmm. I you know I know in Utah where my family lives, like it's some it's it's a extremely high like hardly anybody goes to the polls the day of. It's all mail in balloting. Hmm. Um, interesting that, that interesting that there's not any efforts by the legislatures there to to change the to reduce the mail-in ballots hmm. oh right because there's there's not been any fraud but anyway so i think generally we're i mean you're probably a, there's probably a little bit of emotion to you for you as well since it's your home state mm-hmm. and baseball and you're a braves fan and uh you know you hate to see sort of that punitive damage mm-hmm. happened to your state when it didn't have to when it didn't have to it when all things to. being said and i acknowledge yeah. that absolutely like i said I, I i think they could that this was a totally unforced error and, and i mean if they were yeah. serious about doing a lot of these things they could have removed a few a few provisions of the bill and it would have made it a, a lot less bad a lot a lot less uh, attacks could have been levied against it but but i think generally we're we're kind of in, in agreement about the bill itself. Um, I, you, I tend to, yeah. And it's just maybe some of the reactions to it. Um, 
again, I, I just, it all comes back to that big lie to me and mm-hmm. that the, the more that is perpetuated or even supported or even winked and nodded at in something like this, you know, I think there, there's an inordinate amount of Republicans that don't believe Biden was elected um, legitimately. Yeah. It's over, it's, you know, it's over 50%, which is crazy. I mean, there were certainly Democrats who didn't believe Trump was elected legitimately, but it was never as high and as sustained as as this. Um, and so I just think it's extremely damaging. And the more, and what we have to do, anything that supports that is dangerous to the country. And that's why I don't, I don't, I want to see hellfire rained on anything that supports that. Um, and so I understand the fallout. Said. Yeah. So, what are you into? <laughs> uh, I just got a new book. Oh, do tell. It's called, of course, it's a poker book, of course. Uh, I've been looking for a new strategy book, and I found this was right. He's showing it to me. This He's showing it to me on the camera. The, it's called The Course by Ed Miller. Oh. That looks uh, like a golf it, it, it flag. Does. It is a golf flag, but it's a little a little ace of spade right there. Okay. It's uh, the subtitle is a uh, serious hold'em strategy for smart players. So I'm gonna hopefully try and become a smart player. I'm only uh, about forty pages into it, but I'm just looking for some new strategy stuff. Been playing some online tournaments, and I feel like I'm getting stuck and not really as creative as I'd like to be with my play. So I um, sought out a new poker book, and I'm gonna be into that. Some, some serious troubles in Pete's house. That he's, uh, he's, uh, life's life's pretty rough when he's uh, learning his new poker strategies to be creative on the on the poker yeah. poker course. And I've been knocked out of the the tournament that I'm playing in right now. I got knocked oh, out. Okay. He How much his, did you he, lose? He hit his uh, seventy five bucks as the buy in. Um, okay. My opponent hit um, his runner runner flush, and I had aces, but oh well. He's getting married, so he has to, he's got to pay for his marriage or oh, pay for his well, own wedding. So I'll let there it slide. What uh, are you into, man? You know, I'm not really into much <laughs> these days. <laughs> got a lot going on. Um, I'm just going to use this time to give props to my son, who finished second in my the pool that I was in. Um, he created his own bracket. Oh yeah. And uh there were about 25 people and he finished he finished second and won $50. Good for him. Um and his father finished third. Although if I had if I had yeah, anyway, I I won't complain. Um <laughs> I I had you selected little, Baylor. You seem a little pissed. <laughs> I had selected Baylor to win it all. And I used that entry to enter another bracket contest. And what I didn't realize is that when I changed that entry a little bit um, in the other bracket contest, it changed that my original entry too. So I switched in my other bracket. I switched to Illinois winning. I just didn't want to have Gonzaga winning because I thought everyone was going to have Gonzaga winning. Yeah. Um. So I saved it. Then at the end of day one, I went and checked 
and noticed that it had changed both of my brackets to that Illinois winning. Sucks. And so I actually would have had Gonzaga, Houston, and Baylor. Baylor beating Houston and then Baylor beating Gonzaga. Oh, um and would have won the won the won the bracket. But anyway, I'd, props to Owen for getting second. I'd, I'd I mean be, I meant that. I, I I'd be pissed too. And I mean you should just take that fifty bucks from him and start a FanDuel account for him. <laughs> I did I did take back the ten dollar entry fee that I paid for him. <laughs> oh Daddy Daddy gets a taste. Um. <laughs> well, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. The game was uh I watched most of the game last night and it was I just I, I had to turn it off. I just Gonzaga just looked like crap. I think they just they blew it all I, with uh, UCLA, and they just had nothing left in the tank. I feel like that was quite an ending to the UCLA game. I don't know if yeah. you saw that live. Yeah, I did. But um, it's pretty. I screamed. Um, <laughs> but Baylor looked really good. They looked like the better team last night. You just you know, props to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Someone did tweet. So does Baylor now have as many <laughs> national championships as murdered basketball players? Wow. <laughs> Check. That's... Can always count on Twitter to to bring out the best in people. Of course. Um, anyway. Well, follow us on Twitter, at Bros Politics. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple, Amazon, and Google Play. No, Spotify. And um, we'll go to the casino. Cheers. See you, man. <laughs>